Honey Badger Alliance presents Trial and Triumph. Stories of amazing strength, incredible determination, and overcoming adversity against all odds. Join your host, Grant Ellsworth, and a guest, each with a different story, giving us a blueprint for a proven path to victory. Together, we grow stronger as we listen to real examples of people taking charge of their lives on their terms. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for taking time to listen to our show. Today on our show, we've got Jody Middick. Jody, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Oh, throwing it right to me. All right. Well, Grant, <laughs> right in the middle of my sip of coffee. Uh, uh, retired Mass Corporal Jody Middick, medically retired. Stepped on a landmine in 07 when I was a team, sniper team leader uh, with one RCR battle group. Um, kicked around, did a few things uh, since then. Uh, did some army news, uh, did a soldier on when it was brand new. I was the first injured soldier posted to soldier on when it, when it started up in about 09, I believe. And, um, and then I got lucky enough to get on a show called Amazing Race Canada or The Amazing Race Canada. And that went well. Uh, I came in second and, um, and then I won an election for city council in Ottawa. and. Um, and I did a couple of years there and then I had to take some time off for mental health issues. And um, that's kind of why we're here, I think, is to talk a little bit about, you know, the, you know, the toll, so to speak, of our chosen professions uh, may or may not have on, on us in, in, in many ways, you know, like physical and mental. And uh, with me is my good friend, uh, Jay Strickland, another royal who was, uh, you know, a very important part of my recovery you know he um you know he he takes the term buddy check uh very literally and he makes sure that you know those around him do, do too so i i'm glad to have him here with, with me yeah well uh, thanks for joining us as well jade uh would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself as well yeah sure uh it's great to be here with uh you and jody as well so yeah my name is uh, jay strickland i'm a royal uh unfortunately i don't belong to the uh, western army like you did uh, we do know there is a difference. I've got 23 years uh, service right now. Did some times in the reserves. Uh, and then I jumped over to the reg force in 2012. Uh, did the posting to Petawawa, uh, posting to CFRS, the recruits center. Uh, went over to the OSID uh, Institute, which is the profession of arms uh, institute where we do the leadership for NCMs. Uh, I met Jody... 2019 it's it's, it's, it's recent yeah, yeah. In, the, in the last couple of years so when i was at cfrs we uh wanted to come up with a trophy for the top shot for the recruits just for the ncms uh the officers had their own so me and the qmsi sat down and we looked at different royals that we had uh available that kind of stood up for resiliency and what it means to be in the professive arms so we, I reached out to Jody to see if he was interested in uh, having his name put on a trophy. Uh, not to say that it represents him as a master sniper, but to represent as resiliency and what we go through in our career and in this line of work and what the outcome should be when it comes to the mind, the body and all that stuff. So I reached out to him, got the ball rolling, had him come down a couple months later for the first inaugural presentation of the trophy uh which went pretty well actually uh he was got to see the troops do the parade all that jazz uh and i think it uh, it really helped me to see that because it we're bringing getting getting back to the community uh and recognizing um what our soldiers and what we go through day-to-day -day basis and it it shows the recruits what our job is and ever since then, uh, Jody and I have been actually pretty good friends, uh, you know, going back and forth, shooting the shit, uh, bothering each other, things like that. And like you said, <laughs> checking in on them, making sure things are good to do, doing that comms check, making sure things are good to go. I'm down here today to, to visit him before I head off my next posting and uh, this lined up to talk to you guys. That's it for me. 
Yeah, no, that, uh, that sounds like an impressive, uh, impressively large resume of stuff as well there too, and quite a long time. And, and it really is, you know, about, um, you know, what we can do for the community. And that's a big part of why we all signed up to do um, jobs like this. You know, we're all kind of, we're all in the same trade here. So obviously, you know, we want to go and we want to put our bodies on the line for the betterment and security of others. Um, I remember seeing that actually, um, that picture, that trophy. I can't remember where I found it, but I, I remember seeing that. That's, that's pretty cool for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's it might be one of the top three coolest things that have happened in my life. And getting that, uh, a trophy, not just, you know, in Italian, um, and I shouldn't say just like, you know, we, my, we all get our name on trophies and battalion and platoons and stuff like that but this was one for the recruit school you know and i and it was such a big deal to me to to try and put on um you know the good face and 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 be a good good example uh to the troops and i remember i gave a you know a little bit of an aggressive speech because you know in the parade square there there's you know uh some of the faces and the names of the fallen that we that we lost in afghanistan you know and i and i was trying to point out like you know, that's, you know, that's who we're here to honor, you know, who that's, that's why we do, what we do, we stand on the shoulder of giants that, you know, put us where we are <clears throat> so that we can represent, you know, the greatest country on earth. And, um, you know, and I, and I, and I look back on that day and it was right, oh, trying to think it was right during my, you know, some of the lowest points that I've had. And, um, you know, I don't want to get into too many details, but, you know, there was, um, you know, there was some assumptions about my mental health and that, and I'm not saying it was the best, but, um, you know, it certainly wasn't, um, uh, the worst, I don't think, but it was bad for me personally. Like it was the lowest I've ever been. And, you know, Jay, Jay showed up just in time and, and then he remained a constant, um, presence, you know, throughout the, the last, you know, if, like you said, spring ish, I think it was fall, like 2018, and then like that, and then but we finally met in spring uh, when I went for the presentation, and and you know from that point on, you know I I, I um, you know that was one of the moments that started getting my mindset to where I, you know I wanted to address what was holding me back, you know I was very successful for a decade, so to speak, as a post uh, injury, post traumatic injury uh, soldier. Uh, turned veteran but um, you know I I went through a, a period where you know it just didn't seem to matter what I tried um, it just didn't seem to work out the way I wanted and you know re you know regardless of successes past you know we measure ourselves on successes present and uh, expectations of the future and when I continuously didn't meet those despite you know getting such a great honor from Jay and the school that we're you know, here's a trophy with your name on it. You know, if, if the next day didn't work out the way I was hoping, you know, it, it, it tended to knock me down. And, and so, you know, it, it's taken me many years now, you know, three years, uh, give or take maybe four, like it's been five years total of my recovery process. You know, I started in uh, late 2017 when I finally went for an assessment of my, um, Unfortunately, I'd become uh, an uh, um, dependent on on drugs and stuff like that at the time, and you know we were, I worked my way out of that, and um, and and having knowing that I had people like Jay in the background uh, as a constant presence was was motivating to me because you know it's you need a reason, uh, I guess, so you got, and even if you got to make one up, but you know I. I knew that I must've been doing something right. If people kept, you know, caring about me or, you know, and so, so I figured what I was doing right was trying to fix myself, you know, and that doesn't happen automatically. And, you know, I was listening to the radio yesterday and they had a young kid who had just gone into the Royal Ottawa hospital, which is a mental health hospital here in Ottawa. And, um, and he put it, he put it a good way, he, you know, for a young guy, he's, he's just a teenager, but he said, it's not your fault that you are where you are, you know, but you, 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 you need the help you, you to get, to get out. And so, you know, you need to know, you, sorry, how did, he, how did he put it? You don't know how you got into this mess, but you can be taught how to get out. 
is basically what he said. And I thought it was a great way to try and put it into the simplest terms for soldiers and, you know, first responders or, you know, uh, in your case, correctional people, people who put on a uniform, you know, who do get into this gig knowing full well how it could go. And, you know, not all of us have the same issues, but, you know, we, um, we don't know until we're there, you know, yeah, you know, we're all infantry and we know how to do a basic uh, uh, gunfighting, you know, but you, you got to learn somewhere, you know, and sometimes the most basic things are the most fundamental to success. You know, uh, uh, pepper potting is a very basic cover and movement, fire and movement uh, combat, which is the beginning of, of all combat. But until you learn it, you're, you know, you're helpless on the battlefield. You know, and it doesn't take that long to learn. And all you need is someone to show you the way. And it's the same with mental health. It's, you know, it's a it's a solitary journey in many ways. But in a lot of other ways, it's it's uh, it's something that if you can have others help lighten the load, you know, you should seek that you should seek that uh, help and also the knowledge to help you, you know, recognize what's wrong. You know, it's the same like I have a bad couple spots in my back. And I baby them, you know, regardless of, of what exercises I'm doing. And I know that they are a possible issue. And so it's the same as, you know, with my prosthetics and stuff. I'm now, you know, you know I call an expert on uh, feet. But, and so it's the same with mental health, you know, learn how to, how to, what works for you and what doesn't, but, you know, seek the help. And then also be open to friends like Jay and, uh, you know, or being around that get it. And, you know, when you find someone like that, you don't, um, you know, keep, keep them close as you can. You do keep them close as you can. I, I was trying to say two sentences at once there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, the other thing too, that was a big, uh, a big stumbling block for a lot of people, myself included. I mean, I, I went and I did some peer support stuff, which I found was absolutely um, fantastic. And I think the easiest way to change a stigma for something like that is just to kind of reframe it. Um, so you're not looking for help because we're weak. It's just that, you know, to put it into terms, we all understand here, you know, if you're going on your full frontal, uh, you can't cover the entire fucking the entire arc yourself. Like you need your buddies to cover off your arcs kind of deal. Right. Cause we're always going to have uh, blind spots and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know what I mean? You, we could get, we can get fixated on stuff and just like, you know, you get fixated. I don't know what you guys use, but we always use the red barn for reference out this way. You know, you get fixated on the red barn <laughs> reference point, you know, and, and you miss the fucking, you miss the three enemy force dudes over there. Cause it's like this big thing in front of your face. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah you're a hundred percent right on there. I think it really is just as simple as just kind of reframing it like that as well. The, uh, the other tricky part too. Um, and you, and uh, what was I going to say there? The other tricky part is, you can't also just like, you don't go away. We can't just be going airing our shit out everywhere as well. And like you were saying there, you know, you got your one good buddy and just like, we all have mm. to have our small circle of friends who we trust. And that trust does have to be built first. And then it's just yeah. how you lead into the conversation as well. Right. I mean, sometimes it's like, Hey, you know, I got this going on. Have you ever, have you ever had this or have you ever, you know, have you ever thought about this or whatever? And that could blow the doors wide open and that changes things from there. And that's how I've had it happen for me personally. Um, and then after that, it's like, it's very easy to talk about all manner of things then too, right? Cause it's like you, you, you first establish that common ground. So first you trust each other, then you kind of have this common little thing and then you can kind of go from there, but it has to, I find for success wise, it has to kind of look sort of like that. That's at least in my opinion, that's how I've had, uh, my success with kind of figuring some of my own shit out and just kind of identifying some black boxes too. And I mean, that's the other thing too. Sometimes you just got to check your ego and be like, Hey, maybe I do have a fucking problem. Maybe I am the issue here and I got to look at it and do something about it. Right. That's a good point that you made there, Grant. Um, you know, one of my moments when I, I just did a, a couple months at a place called Homewood here in Guelph, Ontario. And leading to that one day I was, uh, you know, I was sitting on the couch and I was watching some useless show on Netflix, I'm sure. And I was thinking about something and I forget what I was thinking about, but it involved like, uh, you know, another person and stuff. And, and uh, all I remember thinking is exactly what you just said is the common denominator. And, you know, all these last several things that I'm trying to think about is me, you know, regardless of anybody else's actions or input. 
um, I'm the common denominator in these negative or less than um, positive outcomes that, that, have, that have resulted in, you know, whether you bump into someone uh, at the dog park or someone misinterprets or you misinterpret a, a text or an email, who knows what it is, you know, and it, and it, and it occurred to me that I, like, I'm not that kind of a person, you know, and I, I did write a book about uh, my career, you know, and one thing, um, you know, General Hillier says in the opening uh, for the, the, his, his opening that he did for me is my perpetual op- optimism, you know, and I remember reading that, when I was really depressed and thinking like, who's he even talking about, you know? And so, but that also though became evidence for my own mind that that individual is inside me or is, you know, I was that person like general Hillier wouldn't have said that if it was real. And, you know, my spouse and my kids and, you know, Jay didn't really know me prior, but he heard of me and stuff. So most people had, you know, said like, you know, I'm a positive person. I always try to do my best. And, I'd realized that I'd fallen into this. I, I, I don't know what this, like, just, I guess it's a state of mind where it was, everything was a result of uh, negative energy sent my way. Right. And even the good, th- even the good things, you know, I, I was seeing ne- the negative of certain things and, and uh, you know, and, and it, and it just didn't feel right. You know, and it, it didn't feel like, and it wasn't fun either. Like, it's not like somewhere you want to be. So, so, you know, I, I, I said, I'm the common denominator. So now I need to go and get that help that we just talked about, right? Like the, the, uh, you know, seeking the, the knowledge and stuff. And that's the day that I, you know, uh, put down the TV remote, picked up my, you know, the phone and sent an email, you know, asking for, you know, some serious help with my depression uh, that I, that I knew I was going through. And, and that resulted in a great process that, you know, once completed was worth the time. Cause you know, and I, you know, and that leads me to something where even when I was in the facility, people were leaving early because they said, well, I don't have time for this. You know, I don't have time to be here. My kids need me or my mom needs me or my, this job. Um, and, you know, and, and all young and, uh, you know, and I've always been, uh, you know, if you start something, finish it, you know, like, uh, I remember there is the joke and, uh, you might not like this. Uh, where are you from Grant? I'm from, uh, Prince Edward Island. Okay. So maybe you won't mind this one then. So, you know, the, the, the Newfies, uh, goes to swim across the river to get the chest of gold. Right. And then, uh, halfway across, he gets the buoy and he says, ah, it's too far. And he goes home. Now that's a joke about, you know, uh, being halfway. It's a, it's a newfie joke, but you could tell it in any, in any version. I don't want to get attacked by the, by my beautiful friends from Newfoundland out there. But the point is that joke would make me literally physically mad hearing it because I was like, well, you're halfway and I get it. It's a joke. But to me, I'm like, no, you're halfway. How could you, how could you go back? You know, or, you know, like once you're start, like, you, you know, you know, there's a finish line. So that's how, um, that's how I used to look at, or that's how I look at things. And so the point of my <laughs> diatribe is that is, is 90 days now, not worth 40 years later. Exactly. You know, uh, average lifespan is only growing, you know, so if we're in our forties now, chances are most of us, many of us will live into our deep into our seventies, eighties, probably nineties, um, you know, uh, for, for, you know, specimens like Jay here, but the point is, even if it was six months, even if it's nine months, which, you know, I talked to some people there had been there 16 months. Okay. Holy moly. What a lot of work, you know, like that's, uh, you know, it takes less time to become a qualified private, I believe now. But the point is like, you know, you're doing the push-ups, you're doing the PT now to be fit later. You know, and everything you learn when you learn how to do PT and all that, you can use the rest of your life to stay in shape. Same with this. The resilience and the processes you learned in, in uniform, plus those that you learned on operations and from those around you, now apply the knowledge that, that you will be given directly by going and getting the, you know, look at it as, as going on course you know, to learn how to function and be and be around for your family and your friends 
and yourself for the next 40 years, you know, like the rest of your life. You know, uh, if I had to go back for 60 days every two or three years, I probably will, you know, or I would, you know, if it kept me, if it kept me healthy and it kept me functional and it kept me participating in society. Yeah, no, this one actually is a huge, huge point. And uh, I just want to throw my two cents on this one because I think this is super, super important um, about self-care. Yeah, when you learn, when we learn those tools to kind of, you know, fix the problems we got going on, like, yeah, it takes you, like you're saying, like, you know, anywhere from a month to a few months, but you you have that the rest of your life. And what you're doing is you're effectively cutting cutting that potential for stress for all these things out for the rest of your life. There's like that much stress is just gone off the table. And if yeah. it's not... At least when it re- it comes up, you can recognize it way faster um, and get rid of it uh, so much easier. Um, and you know, just to put this out there for for everyone, you know, the statistics on corrections are not great for as far as like when people retire and they just dropped in. There's a reason for that is because when you're in that environment, it's toxic all around. It's nothing but nonstop, nonstop fighting and arguing. And so what happens, it's like an alcoholic that quits. You know, you have all the stress hormones, stress hormones, and then you retire. It's like, and it just you know, that gets cut right completely off. And it's like your body goes into shock, I would imagine. And, you know, people just don't, they don't do very well. So, you know, I don't want that, I don't have that happen. And so what I found too, is I went back to the old, um, the old infantry mindset for something, for stuff like that. So I found if I was having a day where I was really, really struggling, you know, self-talk and I've become very, I want to say very wickedly, um, constructively criticism about myself, criticizing and I just tell myself, critical. listen, yeah, critical. Like you're a fucking soldier here. Like we don't fucking give up. We don't fucking stop and we don't fucking let the enemy win. So fucking, what are we going to do about this here? And then, you know, if I'm having a problem, I'll go, you know, I'll go find some books or I'll go talk to somebody or whatever. And it's usually just enough. It's usually just enough to break that. What I call that, that bullshit pendulum, what you're talking about with, you got your, your perpetual thoughts there that just keep feeding into each other. It's enough to break that. And now I like that the bullshit and, pendulum. Yeah. And now, but, it, and, it's like anything else, like you're saying, right? Once you practice that, it gets easier and easier to do. So it's like, okay, I'm fucking upset about something here. What's the problem? Am I the problem, right? And then that whole ticky box of things starts and it becomes procedurally easier. And I can tell you right now, yeah. even for me, where I am now from where I was uh, even five years ago is night and day, like night and day yeah. and for the better. It just, it, it takes a lot of fucking work. It's not easy. Yeah. Well, Grant, I'll, I'll be honest. I remember a lot of our early conversations when you first reached out looking for some advice and some guidance I remember that and and I remember how seriously you took things like anything I said you it was like you took it and you put it under a microscope you know and you and you analyzed it and you and you know and you'd throw it back at me like is this what you mean and I would be like holy shit this guy's serious and and you know when I listened to your podcast with uh is it tactical Canuck yep John there yeah, you just did that. And I listened to your talk and, and you, you know, you're a good example of uh, someone that, you know, like we know what gig we're in, right? Jay knows, I know, you know, and it's tough. If you embrace the fact that you'll never know enough, you'll continue to let yourself keep learning. Because I, you know, part of it, you know, and Jay might, might, might be able to speak to this a little bit, but sometimes we get stuck in our own heads and we all know those, those, you know, those guys and girls that, have, have stopped progressing no fault of theirs I'm not saying it's it makes them uh, weak or different but they haven't reached a point where they're able to learn new things or maybe perhaps admit that they need to learn something you know and and uh, you know I don't know if, if that's something that can be made to happen or you know if it's something that can be taught so yeah you made a really good point there with um with uh, stuck people being stuck in their head and not wanting to learn and i and i think we all hit that at some point i know for myself when i come back from overseas and when i was out of the infantry i think four months after that i didn't go anywhere i didn't talk to no one for like a year um and it's very easy to become (laughs) cynical then right because you really are stuck with inside your own head but i don't know what goes on there i'm not the only one that has done that uh from some of the conversations i've had but just can't be around people i don't know i don't know fucking what it is but at, at some point eventually though yeah we gotta we gotta get out of that the trick is just how do you how do you nudge somebody out of that right because it seems like it's a common thing well yeah but it you know it's also i believe like i learned a lot i believe you know jay learned a lot like um 
we, you know, here, one thing Jay's good, Jay did really well for me is he was just kind of there until I was ready. Right. He'd send me a message now and then, or he'd call me and I didn't always call him back and stuff, but that, that didn't matter. And I, and I would, I remember, you know, thinking like, like, it's nice to know that even though I don't care about how I am in the moment, you know, somebody else who uh, doesn't have to, you know, is thinking about me, you know, and that proves self, you know, that gave me a sense of, of worth, gave me a sense of belonging, you know, it made me feel uh, as if there was uh, other people that, that cared. And, and, I, and, and I know, and I knew that people cared. Right. I'm not saying nobody cared. I'm, I've received nothing but support and, and good intentions from everybody, you know, and, and I have a very broad team of people uh, that have really helped me to this point. You know, uh, I'll just for, for honorable mention, like General Natinchuk, you know, I'll tell, I'll talk about that some other time, but, you know, he was there for me and, and he didn't worry about, you know, what I was saying or doing. He, he knew that he just needed to support me, you know, and he, and he just did the way that he could same as Jay could. And, you know, it's, um, so, you know, I'm not saying, like I said, that, you know, nobody else cares if they don't call you, but you know, it's, it's the fact that somebody knows well enough to, to, you know, cause, cause here's, okay. So here's a way most people say, you know, I'll wait for Grant to come out of whatever he's going through. And then, and then I'm sure we'll talk. Whereas, you know, it seemed like, you know, Jay and a few other people were, you know, were able to just reach out anyway and know that even if I don't say anything or, or reply that I know that I got the message in it and it, it has an immense value to someone that, that is in that state of mind. Yeah, no, hundred um, percent. It's easier too when it's coming from one of your own because we get it. Yeah, exactly. You know, Jay, I'm waiting for Jay to jump in here. I keep <laughs> trying to throw him the microphone, but he... it's all right. No pressure. Um, what was I going to say? But I, I wanted to really. Oh, I think Jay that. just. I, I think Jay just got disconnected by accident. Oh, okay. Um, you want to? But anyway, uh, anyway, keep going. Keep going. Okay. So, anyways, um, yeah, with that though too, like, uh, and again, having someone there to actually actively engage you. It's one thing, you know, to, to help somebody out by, by sending, you know, my good intentions or my feelings and thoughts are with you. And, and I think my opinion, and I'm going to say this now, especially after watching a lot of things in these last couple of years, that, that stuff is very superficial. Um, it doesn't, it's not as helpful as it could be. When you actually get like what you're talking about, what Jay is doing, where you're actually going out and doing stuff and, and you know, they're being there and willing to, uh, you know, engage with you. That's what shows someone that they have value. It's like, you know what? you other human, you have value. And I, I validate you by giving you my actual time, not just saying, Oh, I feel bad for you. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. So, so that's, that's the other, I think that's part of it too. You know, if you're, if we're getting people that are stuck, you know, in their isolation or whatever, if you just got somebody that wants to go out and do shit and some days you might just not feel like it, that's okay too. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, the, the thing is, Oh, I think trying. we got Jay back. There he is. Oh, I think we got Jay back. Yep. There he is. There he is. Yeah, sorry about that. You know, technology. <laughs> no worries. It's going to kick us out here in two minutes anyways, but it looks at this timer here. Fuck you, you, was there something, you, there wanted something to say, you wanted to say, Jay? Well, the biggest thing for me, I knew Jody was struggling when he called me like at probably two in the morning one night. I missed his call and I seen all the messages the next day and I was like, there's something not going on. So I called him back and he said, Hey, can we talk? And of course, I'm in St. John. He's in Ottawa, so it's a two-hour drive. And I just thought, absolutely. So I looked up the wife. I said, I got to go to Ottawa. Jody needs some help. And she said, go. Time. That huge, I just knew I had to be there and listen to him. You know, we grabbed a coffee. We just uh, talked about stuff, told jokes and jokes. And I just, I just listened. And later on that night, that's when some other thoughts happened with uh, Jody that he got, uh, that was when you got detained by the Ottawa police. I was detained for a mental health check. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, 
I've not really spoken about it publicly uh, and I can't say much because it's not resolved. Uh, here's what I will say though. I understand the point of the law that allowed it to happen the way it did, uh, but I don't believe I deserved the way it was done. And I don't believe that it's a power the police should have uh, now that I've seen how it's applied. And uh, the mental health check is, is used quite frequently to, in my opinion, oppress certain uh, voices. And veterans, um, I believe, and my, this is just what I think, I believe it's used uh, consistently to, um, against veterans in, in a way that, you know, applies to us in certain ways because of our background and our interests and, you know, and, and, and part of that is firearms, you know, and, uh, you know, in Canada, the Firearms Act allows for a very broad use of police power. And, you know, that's called, I believe, red flag laws, you know, in the States, uh, things like that. So we already have those. And uh, it, <clears throat> it was used as a political weapon against me in some cases and you know and also um you know i i believe certain people reacted with the force of an armed uh police unit set, like uh, a tactical unit sent my way uh you know to prove a point and and so with that said i think though there was also a lot of genuine concern for me uh, it, like I said, I've received mostly support, but I, you know, as a, as a recovering politician <laughs> as well, um, you know, I left myself, my condition of my mindset left me open to certain types of, of attack. And, and in my opinion, it was, uh, in some ways what happened and is happening to me is politically motivated. And I'm for, and I firmly believe that. Uh, but, you know, I would also rather be wrong than have someone uh, do something to themselves or others. And what I mean by that is uh, I know some of my friends and family and uh, and colleagues were part of the, you know, so to so so-called, uh, you know, decision to do what was hap what happened, um, you know, but I don't believe it had to go, it, it, I don't believe in how it happened at all. Uh, I was thrown into a room with no rights. I, there was bugs, it, there was blood on the sheets. I don't know where it came from. It might've been mine, uh, I don't know. But it's, uh, you know, and, and uh, for three days, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're not allowed to, you know, do anything. And this is pretty common. And then at the end of the three days, you know, they tell you, you know, good luck. And uh, this has happened to a lot of veterans and, um, and, you know, and I believe other voices that, you know, are trying to speak out, you know, uh, I'm not, you know, I know it's, it's, it's in the news nowadays, but I know that you can find very similar cases in the indigenous uh, world uh, and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to draw comparisons. I'm what I'm trying to say is that I see where a tactic and or policy is being used by certain actors within the system to perhaps achieve their goals um, while, you know, using others uh, as a example, um, you know, of, of what their point is trying to make, whereas, or the point they are trying to make, right? And I, and I get that. And, you know, and that's politics and that's, that's society, like we talked about during our little uh, inter intermission there. You know, society and civilization marches on and, you know, and sometimes some of us get stepped on and, you know, and I believe that in this case, uh, it was a case of, of, of care with a good intention, uh, but also leaves a lot of room for abuse and, and misuse, you know, and, and so that's the most that I can say without getting into detail because what I think I can say publicly is I believe that the police acted irresponsibly. Uh, not all of them. I knew many of the guys that were there, uh, but you know, they all have orders, you know, and I believe that, you know, I just believe that the public was put in danger 
and and I was used as an excuse. Yeah. So, yeah. Out, but anyway, out. sorry to get all political there. We're here to talk about resilience and mental health. But that's but not all the time. No, no, but that's part of it too. And I mean, yeah, you know, it's going to throw it out there that, you know, us guys, we're not exactly politically correct. And I mean, you speak your mind because you just know that, you know, there's no time for superficial bullshit or, or dancing around topics or being gentle, just throw it out there and say what it is. And most people cannot handle yeah. or want to hear that. But um, the other part with, yeah, with things like that. And I mean, you know, even just this year with all the craziness going on, I don't think, I think there's a lot of things happen with, the incorrect intent behind it the problem is that people again we have to put the work in right like um like i said i was telling you again through our intermission here like just this year alone i probably read a probably a two-foot stack of books already and that's just because like i said i didn't want to succumb to whatever was going on or be drawn into it just be able to objectively look at things but it actually takes work like i probably spent a 100 hours of my life just this year in books you know, you, I have to sacrifice that somewhere. So, you know what I mean? So it's like, you yeah. don't get dragged and drawn into those things. Um, but anyways, the other things you learn about that though, in your case, like I said, you see all the, the other videos around and things like you don't have to treat people like that. Like people, we're not, we're not a bunch of deranged savages. We're not like dangerous. Yeah. And it's just learn the proper approach in order to do that. Guess what? You have to yeah, talk but, to people and learn know, a different perspective. Sorry, Grant, but you know, it, it just occurred to me. I know I just did that rant and certain things, but you know, uh, that going back to the our point, yep, I'm the common denominator, right? And as much as I disagree with certain parts of the what happened, and perhaps think it didn't have to happen at all, yep, it happened to me, right? And who's the middle of this shit storm? Right. I'm the epicenter of, of everything going on around me, whether I recognize it or not. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's where I take con consolation in that, you know, there was, you know, there was a minute where I thought, you know, perhaps somebody was legit trying to hurt me because we we've all. Well, I saw a stop go bad in Afghanistan. Right. And and what happens when, you know, uh, shots are fired. And we've all seen it happen, you know, on the news where, you know, a simple, a simple, uh, whatever turns into a situation, you know, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's part of, you know, that's part of, of my, of my issue is that, you know, uh, regardless of it being personal or not, you know, like, and whether I saw it and if it's real or not, you know, it's still me, right. That has to process that. And so, you know, I've, I've decided, you know, even if it was, even if it is political and even if, and even if it was motivated by things other than my well-being, oh, well, like that's just the way it's going to be, you know, and it's assholes one, Jody zero in that category, right? You know, but for the most part, like I said, it's, it's because it's the fact that I was put, put myself in that position is, is what I've got to learn from. You know, and then that, and then with that, you know, perhaps we can help uh, change the, the policies and the programs that lead to situations like that happening quite often to veterans who don't understand why they're being targeted regardless, you know. And I know that there's a lot of terrible stories out there, but, you know, um, there's a lot more, uh, you know, cases of just, you know, someone need, having a temper tantrum and needing to calm down. Yeah, and again, that, that, that brings that back to uh, just having a, a buddy around who, I mean, you know, you're dealing with yeah. God knows what at any given time or whatever, and, and uh, just having somebody to kind of keep us distracted a little bit, at least so we can kind of work through some stuff or whatever, and just someone to check on you. And, and you know, to be honest, and, and sometimes that's uh, what it takes too. Like, I don't know how you uh, take your criticism or whatever, but me, the more, the rougher somebody gives it to me in that way, the, the kind of the better I make use of it. Cause I look at myself and I'm like, okay, maybe I am just a piece of shit here and I got to fucking, you know, do some things. And I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? I I've always tried to stay a open to critical criticism kind of mind. You know, yeah. when I was uh, in the army, I would try to listen to you know, the, you could do better at this part of the assessment rather. Yeah, I get it. I'm good at this. I'm great at this. Perfect. What, what do I suck at um, in your opinion so that I can, I can work on that, you know, but that um, that's a mindset as well, though. 
you know, and I'll be honest, I fell out of that mindset during this time period that we're talking about. And looking back, like, I, you know, it's hard to believe that these, you know, some of the things that were going through my mind were my mind, you know, but I recognize now that that's how I was at the time, you know, and that's okay too. So, uh, yeah. So with, with, um, you know, with you're talking about mindset and this and that, um, just in your last little while here, have you, have you been using anything more often? Have you found something that has worked really, really well for you, uh, more so than, um, other things lately? <laughs> well, everything helps, but you know, uh, one thing that I have, uh, been using is, um, is recreational marijuana. And uh, I've discovered that in the last, you know, several, you know, four or five years, I'd say, um, you know, I quit drinking in 2018, right around when I started to try and get off the uh, stop abusing drugs and stuff. And um, it's, you know, I've had a couple of drinks since, uh, you know, but not, not, no, no drinking, so to speak. Um, but uh you know, I used to hear that, you know, I, I never saw, even when I was a kid, you know, I never saw well, like, what was the big deal with pot and stuff. And, uh, and then, you know, with them, we're in Afghanistan, right. We're all surrounded by it and still don't get the big deal, you know? Um, but you know, and I used to hear it's a gateway drug, it's a gateway drug, it's a gateway drug. And, you know, I said, okay, you know, lots of things are gateways. Uh, but you know, what I'll say uh, is that I believe for me, it was a gateway out of uh, hard substances. And, and I consider booze to be, you know, out like liquor, especially uh, to be a, a, you know, a hard drug, you know, for, in my mind. And so, you know, I, I don't uh, have a prescription um, yet uh, if I ever get one, but I, you know, I believe it was a gateway out. And also, you know, it gives me, um, it gives me what I feel like is the time to process, you know? Um, and I didn't realize that until I recently, uh, I think I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and, and the guy on the show was talking about how uh, we don't think enough anymore because we're all so uber busy and hyper, hyper productive. So we don't have time to just process. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, and, and I think, that's a good point is that, you know, I've realized that, you know, what I was looking for with, with the, you know, with the uppers, you know, uh, you know, I, I originally was addicted to Oxycontin, which slowed me down. And then I had the ADD med, which, you know, helped speed me up. And, you know, and I'll say it, I've said it in public, I did some cocaine. And when I was doing that kind of stuff, I felt like, like I caught up with my thoughts. Right. And, you know, I have ADHD, uh, and whatever. So that made sense to me with the, with the marijuana, I feel like I slow down enough that, you know, the world like catches up to me. If that makes sense. You know, like I, you know, it's, I don't want to say like I'm Neo in the matrix and I'm watching bullets fly by. Um, but I feel like I'm always two or three steps faster than what's around me. And, and the weed kind of, you know, puts me into a spot where I'm able to just think, you know, and, and, I, I, and I feel like I've slowed down enough that I can allow thoughts that have been chasing me to catch up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, does it allow you to filter out like the, the junk thoughts too, I'll call them? Because we have a bunch of shit always in our head too, and it's just like it's garbage. Yeah, you know, like it took a while for me to really learn how to use it um and you know now i find it's 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 a good alternative to you know like a beer or a wine or something for me because you know and i've had this chat with a bunch of other veterans like we want something we want to feel something you know uh but we have we've all recognized like you know that other you know booze and drugs is the hard way of doing it and uh and i feel like it's a mellower way of of allowing my you know, my processes to happen as you're saying. And, and it just, uh, you know, even if there's a negative thought, you know, um, I feel like 
I'm able to roll it over and over and over and over and over until even if it's a situation where I have been wronged, so to speak, like, you know, for example, the, the, you know, swatting or whatever you want to call it happened. It's okay that I've been wrong. I'm not going to, you know, burn down Babylon <laughs> just because somebody, you know, cut me off in traffic. Uh, don't smoke and drive. I don't do that. But, you know, whatever. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to say like, you know, even, you know, in, with your spouse or your kids or your neighbors or, you know, your friends, colleagues, whatever, you know, there's moments that you learn to just let, let flow or I have. You know, but it's because I've slowed down, I think, a little bit. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, I don't want to use it forever. I don't plan to use it forever. Um, but, uh, you know, but it, right now it's helping, you know, and, you know, and I'm a big fan of, of supplementation and, and seeking, you know, uh, ways to up your game, enhance your performance, you know, and if, if thinking is the job that we're talking about in the sport, I believe that, you know, uh, and nicotine is one of them too. That's why smoking is so popular. Nicotine helps you think apparently. Um, you know, I think when you need something to help, you should use it. You know, the native, uh, the first nations have a long tradition of tobacco and, you know, the, the peace pipe and stuff like that. Probably because when you smoke it, you're able to talk, you know, amongst yourselves and, and, you know, and, and mix it in a little, uh, marijuana and so you know it, it's a whole process you know and i and i think we're maybe starting to come back into line with that way of thinking around certain things uh, such as um, how to treat mental injuries right because you know uh, most of us are simply injured um and and you know all injuries can heal when rehab and treated the right way uh, as we talked about earlier where you know, we all have physical ailments that we know how to like, you know, treat with, you know, our home physiotherapy that we do at home and, and, and the weights that we lift. Um, so now, you know, we we're, you're learning the, the same techniques for your mind, you know, yeah. just like you'd rub in, you'd rub in tiger bomb into a sore muscle, you know, maybe you take, uh, a, you know, a puff or, or whatever, however you do it and whatever the substance you have. Uh, regardless of, of what it is at the time. Definitely neuroscience. That's the big thing I found this year. Uh, that's super, super helpful. So everything you just said there is basically you're building new little habits. You're building new ways of looking at things and it takes work, but it gets easier as you do it just like anything else. Yeah. Um, so, so that works for, it works for you. It may, it may require um, some different things for someone else, but the fundamental concept is the same. And so I think if anybody really, this is my opinion, because it's really helped me a fucking shit pile this year, uh, look at neuroscience books, um, try and find ones that are a little bit easier to read. There's some stuff I looked up. It's like, I don't even know what that word is and the next word after it and the three more, but there's some good information out there. Um, definitely helpful. And you just what you're talking about slowing down. I really, really had to learn that one myself as well. Um, and when you slow down, uh, like you're saying, you know, if you have problems with your family, your coworkers or any of those things, when you slow down enough to pump the brakes and catch yourself before we, you know, blow our top or whatever, it's like, oh, wait a minute, maybe they think this. And then all of a sudden it's, it's not a fucking calamity. So yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that one or whatever. And it's just, yeah, slowing down is a big, big part of it. I think like it's very underrated because yeah. that helped me a bit. Well, you know, and Grant, I, 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 I benefit from the fact that I'm in my mid forties now too. You know, uh, I started soldiering when I was 17, uh, still in high school and, uh, you know, and I've loved every minute of it, but I, you know, I now have however many years behind me as, as in front of me. So now I have a lifetime of experience to apply to the next, you know, 40 years of my life too, you know, and, and I, and, you know, I, I, it was, it was interesting. I, I went skydiving last weekend and I ran into some guys that I hadn't seen since before 9-11 and you know one of the master snipers that uh, you know that I, that I had like worshipped as a as a young guy and you know hey I don't know if you remember me and and he was so I remember this I was expecting this intense because he was this intense dude and he was so laid back and you could just you know what it was like when you meet a master of something you know like a master martial artist or 
you know, like they're just so calm and collected and they know everything about their universe and they got no worries. And I was like, and this guy's a solid 10 years ahead of us. And, uh, and I'm like, that's my goal. You know, if I could be like this guy, if he can be like this after the career I, I know he's had, never mind what I, I haven't heard, you know, like it's possible. And that's the, that's the, that's, you know, when you see someone like that, that's someone that's seen it all and done it all and now can apply that to, a, you know, the rest of their life. And, and, you know, I saw someone completely at peace and completely in control of, of his life. And so I know it's possible uh, to, 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 you know, define that and, and to keep it too. Yeah. And I think some of that's a big, it takes a big reframe on how we view our world. Cause the problem we have is we go over to a shithole and we see all kinds of atrocities. And then the problem is we come back here and we get angry. We get angry about people. We get angry about this. Cause it's like, how do these people not know? And you know, you know, you know how that yep. whole story goes, we get very cynical. And, and so I think I saw, yeah. Right. So I think in order to achieve what you're talking about, I found, again, this is another tool that worked for me was, um, we just simply know more about the world. Like I know, I know that kind of horse shit exists. Like very bad people exist, but I have more knowledge now that I can see it coming. I can safeguard yeah. myself against it and I can safeguard the ones that care about it. And the whole idea why we put that fucking uniform on in the first place is so those people don't have to know. So now why would we get mad about yeah. it? Right. So it's like, yeah, like, like you're saying about the master in control of your environment, we, we should know our environment. We should be at peace with it because we, we can manipulate that environment to whatever we need to. We have that strength. Yeah. So. Well, you know, one thing I've advocated for a long time, you know, and I tried to live it, so to speak, when I was in uniform was, you know what you're doing, right? Like you're not here because you don't, like you're in the infantry, like we're all infantry. So let's start there. You're, if you're a career infantry, you're a samurai, right? You're a knight. Like you, you are a professional warrior, a professional soldier right and that takes learning the mindsets of of those that have gone before us and how to apply it to it's not a job it's a life and how and how to learn and and become you know uh, let's say zen for lack of a better 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 term with with the world as you as you and your place in it right you are there to kill or be killed uh to to maintain order you know if you if you have to die to maintain to keep the, the world from going to chaos, like that's part of the job, you know, and, and that's, and that means like you need to be open to, to mastering the mindsets and the techniques, uh, you know, for your whole life, you know, and, and it's, and it's a great way to put it. Like, you now know how things function because you're, you want to know mm -hmm. and you want to apply it to the next issue that you come across. So, you know, you're doing everything you need to be, to be a black belt you know, uh, or, you know, or, or a master in, in this, in the, in the chosen, uh, martial profession that you're in. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And, and, you know, it's another, um, that's another good point to make though, too, is like, you know, if you're always, if life is always about learning, if you're, if we're taking the time to learn, we don't have the time to be focused on this other garbage nonsense over here. And while we're learning again, it serves to put us in that better headspace so you know that's where yeah. you're in the shower and all of a sudden it's like hey fuck you know what i've been stewing on this for a while this is all bullshit like what this is stupid now and you just you, you yeah. know you let it go so um yeah again it's another little neuroscience thing where you just you know what you're doing yeah. affects, affects your well thought. i just i i bring that up because like for people in our profession or that you know choose to be you know the thin red thin blue thin green line you need to think about that in your life the fact that you are in this spot and it's up to you to master it so to speak your mindset and how to apply it to the job and things like that like it's you know it, it takes constant um research and and learning and talking and being willing to have chats like this you know with your colleagues to figure out you know how how to best uh, approach problems or you know how to best maintain a longevity you know because you're, you're not going to last in, in these jobs that we have if you don't take it seriously if you don't take this side of things seriously you know uh don't ignore the spirituality of things and i'm not saying you need to become religious <laughs> i need to i'm saying you need to respect and understand like the, the warrior spiritual culture and things like that and it involves <clears throat> throughout history the warriors 
have always been, you're, you're, you're always supposed to keep growing. You know, you had to earn a spot in, uh, in, in politics uh, and in education through, through being a warrior, you know, in, in ancient times, but you, you, you were expected to continue to grow. You know, like Aristotle was once a foot soldier, you know, like, uh, uh, what's the other one that he learned? Anyway, I forget all their names, but right now, but, but the point is that they didn't, they, you know, they didn't stop at, at frontline infantry, you know, they continued to develop and, you know, and learn and become mentors and, and also become experts in the people that, you know, uh, that we are. <laughs> and that's, you know, if you want to be in this gig for 20, 30, 40 years, you have to be willing to immerse yourself completely and um, be open to all kinds of different ways of, of learning and approaching things. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, I look back on you know, the courses and the tours and that's when part of, you know, when I said, I'm going to reach out for help, I was like, well, I got through all that stuff. Right. So I'm sure I can get through this, you know, because, because what's the difference between three or four months on a sniper course or three or four months uh, on a mental health uh, learning course, which is really what treatment is. It's learning how to deal with your ailment, uh, yeah. you know, in a more, in a more direct and, uh, and, and, you know, school, it's almost a school environment often, you know, uh, but because you need to learn, like, you, it's not just going to happen, you know, and, you know, and the doctor can't treat it without, you know, your participation, you know, so it's the same thing. Like, if you can do that, you can do this, you know, and for, for our profession and, you know, the professional tough guy club, you know, part of being a tough guy is knowing when you've lost, uh, you know, a certain part of your, of your edge so maybe and you need to go and get some uh refresher training so to speak you know but that means being open to that too you know and and i believe it'll make your career longer and you'll suffer less uh you know if you're open to certain things exactly because knowledge and perspective always has value it doesn't matter where it comes from and there's there's ways to filter out useful things that have everything too yeah um a big one i found really helps me to stop being so stubborn with stuff like that too is um you know for upset or you know something's just not working right it's like okay i'm upset because i don't have control of my environment or i don't understand enough about uh the change in my life and i'm frustrated because i refuse to accept it and why do i refuse right. to accept it and then someone gives you their perspective and it's like fuck me that makes sense okay i can take that and i can use that and then you know everything gets better again too right so there's again yeah. sometimes we just got to take our ego and kick that you know in the back seat get the fuck back there kind of deal <laughs> And uh, that's yeah. a good point, man. Ego is a sorry decision maker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we do need it in, in some parts, but for uh, stuff like that, definitely not. I mean, it's, you know, you know, trick your ego. Well, this person has knowledge that I could use and then I can, you know, beat somebody else down the road. So, I mean, you know, whatever the fuck kind of weird self-talk we got to figure it works for us. I mean, that, yeah. that's, that's that's part of the game, though, too. And, and I look at it now as a kind of a game, too, because it takes some of the shitty negative edge off it as well, right? It's more of a, okay, let's make this a game, and how do I win the game, too? Right, right. Yeah, 100%. And it goes back into what you were just saying there, too, with the, um, with the uh, you know, the warrior culture, and, you know, you always want to be learning. That That is part of it. You know, you got you to gotta figure more things out. And, and every day you're not learning something or you're not getting stronger. You, we literally die a little bit, you know, there's that thing with atrophy, yeah. right? So are you using your brain or are you using our body? And I mean, you look at, look at some people out there, you know, they're very highly intelligent or very fit at a very old age. So it's like, I want to be like that guy. I don't want to be sitting in a diaper in a wheelchair, shit myself. You know, yeah. my yeah. Mind gone I want to be like Sylvester Stallone when I'm 80. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Whatever he's on, I'll take it. Yeah. 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 Whatever his mindset is, it's working. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Um, but yeah, no, this was a fantastic talk today. I really, I really did appreciate your insights on a lot of these things. I think it, um, it was a big help. And I think too, I was talking with this with, uh, Mark, we're, I think we're winning this war now with this stigma, because I know personally for myself, I, I find, I feel, and maybe it's, I'm getting older and softer, who knows, but I, I'm a, I feel more things now, like not just anger and cynicism, but it's like, and it really helps because you can look at things with more of a balanced, uh, approach. And it's just, cause you know, that you're not the only one and people have put it out there that you know they're right. going through the same shit so it's like hey wait a minute this is normal so now this is normal yeah. how the fuck we work through this and you know i'll learn something i'll share it you know you learn something you drop some really good nuggets on here um you know people can use all that yeah. people are not going to use everything and the nice thing about this too is 
we're all on that mountain, right? So like you're on a different leg of that mountain. I might be on a different fucking somewhere over here, but we're all on that same mountain. So at some point, you know, our paths are going to cross and we'll be with yeah. each other for some of the well, journey. We have, yeah. We have a collective knowledge as a, as a group now, I think, yeah. you know, especially as veterans, you know, we're really finding our, our voices now. Yeah, but it's really, and we're, you know, it's us again leading the charge because look at the last year and a half here. Like, there's a lot of fucking shit going on with mental health stuff. And I mean, some of this stuff is definitely going to bleed into that. It's going to help people into into that realm as well, right? So, I mean, we're just, yeah, again, we're just strong enough, I think, to bear the brunt of it so we can find, you know, the answers for everybody else. So, on that note, um, I see you got your uh, your hat there. What uh, What's on your hat there? Why don't you tell me a little bit about that? What do you got going on oh, there? Anyways. Uh, well, I uh, recently uh, took a job with a good friend of mine working for Arrowhead Coffee Company, which is a uh, Canadian veteran-owned and operated uh, coffee company. Uh, we're in St. Catharines, Ontario. Uh, the owner is former special ops, and uh, and I'm in, uh, you know, I was former master sniper and, uh, you know, uh, infantry. And, you know, our, our goal is to be the go-to coffee brand for all, you know, folks like us in Canada. And then hopefully all of our supporters as well, because uh, we believe in a strong uh, Canadian veteran owned uh, coffee brand in this country. And uh, we're here to fill that, fill that void. And I can tell you one thing. I had some of that stuff. It is tasty as fuck. Not only that, I talked to uh, I talked to the guy as well there, and he's very, very knowledgeable on his stuff. Like I asked him this one thing, and he took it in a completely different direction of all kinds of stuff I didn't know about coffee. So I was like, "Well, that was uh, that's definitely very impressive." But it's it's very, very good coffee. I will say that. Well, uh, you know, I I appreciate that, Grant. And uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, Arrowhead Coffee needs to sponsor a few shows. You know what? I'd be all for it. And uh, like I said. Uh, yeah, we'll look at uh, getting some of your stuff as well and kind of spreading it around here as well, just out this way a little bit. Because like I said, yeah, it's very, very good stuff. And I mean, especially- We appreciate for, your support, man. I really do. Yeah, and if we're supporting the boys, I mean, why not, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, there. I mean, there is another coffee company in Canada, but I won't say their name, but they are a uh, an American brand, so to speak, and uh, owned in Canada by a non-veteran. Just saying, I'm not saying uh, it's not good coffee. I'm just, I'm just letting out a little bit of common knowledge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But like I said, when you're, when you're by Arrowhead, with... buy often. What about? Uh, do you got anything else going on there now? Uh, you know, like your own media or anything like that. If people want to follow along, like the probably the three people that are listening to this that don't fucking know who you are at this <laughs> point. You know, <laughs> um, Instagram. I'm the underscore real underscore Jody maybe underscore Mitic. And the reason I did that, I regret it, but the reason I did it is because Instagram wouldn't verify me and I kept getting messages of, of accounts, started uh, using my pictures and stuff. Um, and then I'm on Facebook and uh, I think I have, yeah, I have TikTok as well. All Jody Mitic, pretty much. Are you doing dances on TikTok or what? Not yet, not yet, but we're working on one. My daughter's making one where it's all arms, so I don't have to move my feet. Gotcha, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I was just looking at it here on Instagram. It's uh, it's the underscore real, the, or sorry, the underscore real underscore Jody Mick. That's the one. Right are you still, on. well, are you still thanks, having man. all that craziness going on now, or did that kind of die down? Because I remember a few yeah. of those accounts popped up, just those, uh, just those fake accounts there. Oh, I haven't seen any for a while, but I, I'm not paying as much attention either, too, right? It's, uh, I've, I unplugged for a while, and I, I, I figured out a way to use social media so it's not as, uh, you know, a part of my daily routine as, as it was before. And, I, you know, and, and one thing, uh, you know, I think we're learning, too, now, finally, is that social media is you know, it's just a thing, you know, and I think we're getting over it, but it's like we talked about earlier, maybe it was offline, but you know, like every new and technology comes a revolution and, and we learn how to deal with it. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah. And I, if people reach out though, I usually try to respond. I don't get the, all messages all the time, but you know, uh, you know, I was answering messages from like two years ago the other day, because uh, at the time I was in the middle of the of that thing jay and i we, you know we talked about earlier but yeah. but no it's been great you know thanks for letting jay come on with us and um you know he's just been here as support again you know i love it and um you know you know the one thing you know i'll say in closing i think is 
you know, we, we were trained to check on our buddies and, and, uh, and all things, uh, and, you know, carry that on into, into your, um, you know, with your, with your, with the way that you, you interact with your friends, you know, uh, we can only take, nobody can take better care of us than ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Take ownership of yourself and your kit, cover your arcs off and have your buddies to do the same. All right, that wraps up another episode. Jody and Jay, I thank you so much for your time today. Uh, I hope you guys all enjoyed the show. And uh, if you did, let me know in the comments here. And make sure you go follow Jody. And, and Jay, Jay, give your Instagram oh, real quick. Yeah, who are you on Instagram, Jay? Well, I'm not, uh, not as big as what Jody has, but uh, you can look me under, like it's Rockwell Woods 39. Okay. Uh, just a, little, a woodworker. just a little guy doing some woodworking on my, on my part-time and trying to help out uh, guys like Jody and some other retired uh, military members with some Any, side projects. Anyone looking for a shadow box, Jay makes the best ones I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at those now. Those are really nice. Wow. Till next time. All right, that wraps up another episode of Trial and Triumph. If you enjoyed this show and you'd like to hear more, uh, check out the rest of the podcast episodes at gobadger.co as well uh, check out the merchandise if there's anything here you like uh, feel free to pick something up and most importantly if you enjoyed this episode or found something that you could use from it uh, let me know and I'll let the guests know that they in turn have helped someone out with this talk we will see you guys again next time